Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day, May 25th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Wacky Wednesday edition of KRC with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. And we didn't scare him off after day one. Wow. And turn Jacob back in the house. Uh, Was just doing our, our morning pleasantries, saying hello. I don't think Roush said hello to anybody this morning for what it's worth, but uh, intern Jacob did alert me that he has his hot take. He's ready to, Ooh, to let it loose. Ooh, spicy and ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says it's really spicy, and I said, well, you're going to have to let me know about it on the air because you can't... Yeah, I, I, yeah, no spoilers. I, I don't, I don't want to go in fresh to the whole thing. Exactly. So. Well, radio. Uh, you, you, intern Jacob, there's going to be a time or two where you hear us talking in the break, and we're like, oh, save, save it for the show. That just, it's part of it. You got to get the natural reaction. It is true. It's, that's the biz. Somebody could be telling like a great story in the commercial break, and like you could tell that the, the fellows are enjoying the story, but you may just in the middle of it get hit with a stop. Just don't say another <laughs> word. Bring it up on air. Because uh, we like to have real reactions and, and real interactions on the show. Justin Kalen, how are you doing, Scooter Dingus? I, I was doing just fine um, until I came in here, and now I have a hot take because Roush did. The roll call and the hump day. Roush, you cannot do the hump day and the roll call on Wednesday. It's either one or the other. Leave the hump day for me or leave the roll call. I love it. I love it. You know what I'm going to give you, Justin? I'm going to give you the suck it. Wow. Yeah. Take that. I'd rather have the hump day. (laughs) Justin's good at the hump day. Something that he really... I do it just like the camel on the commercial. The more you learn about Justin, the more you learn that he really is just like a pole doll. You know, he's got like four things. Come on. That's That's right. right. (laughs) Hump day. I don't know what the He's fourth one is. from Toy Story. One. I know you're married. You want to have sex? <laughs> wow. Got this contract right here. <laughs> Jacob's never been more confused. The old sign and spray. Oh, boy. All right. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We love Thornton's. Good way to start your hump day, your Wednesday, your any day. They've got delicious food. And, it, you man, you're running out of the house today. You're, you were in a rush. 
Stop by Thornton's, grab up something yummy, maybe get some candy for later this afternoon. You get a big bag of chips and have the Justin Kalen dinner special, uh, or you can get some coffee like Roush. He mm-hmm. loves it. It's great uh, stuff. And you're not, you ended up not needing the coffee yesterday for the old Batcats. Their game pushed to this morning, correct? Uh, yes. And I didn't know if that game last night finished. If the game last night didn't finish, well, then the UK game would start later than 1030. Right. It, um, it was funny, though. They finally started playing, and then a game went to extra innings. So tentatively scheduled for 1030 Eastern time. Can we talk about how dumb it is they just do this at one ballpark? See, I was thinking the same thing. Why? I, I imagine thought... there are multiple baseball stadiums in Alabama. I... It's just my take. I, there's got to be another one somewhere around Hoover. I thought the whole entire point of playing it at Hoover was to have multiple baseball stadiums. That's no. I, I thought it was just like a big baseball complex. Right. And... I, I, I may... Why else I guess, would you uh, yeah, go there? I guess, I've never been, so I guess I'm wrong. We had one listener say that they were going down to Hoover. Let us know how the setup is down there. But that's just idiotic. I mean, like, in, that's the until whole you're point. down to like two games a day, why wouldn't you just play them? A, if you have four games a day, trying to fit all of that baseball into one stadium is just silly. It's not It's not a good decision. believe uh, Little League World Series is what, 16 teams there? And they've got two or three stadiums yeah. to be able to get in all those yeah, games? And you've got 12 trying to get in yeah. on one field. It I mean, think of the money you're missing out on, too. It can't cost that much more to have another stadium to, or, to pay to be there. Or, you know, do it the way you're doing, SEC, and now have UK and Auburn have to play today, and your last game last night ended at 2 a.m. Eastern time. Like, what a joke. Did they get that second game in? Uh, Were you able to see? Well, they got the, the last game that ended was Vandy and Ole Miss, so I don't know where Okay, that so they did get the second game in, then. Then they should be able to play. Because it was the um, – uh, the Florida game was what went to extra innings, and they knocked out South Carolina. Okay. So. Gotcha. Well, Batcats fighting for their life this morning. It'll be breakfast baseball. What I preferred. Right. Have it yeah. on in the background. You nailed be able it. To watch it. Yeah. KRC Curse, would you say? Mm. Classic KRC Classic Curse. Classic KRC Curse. All right. We got a lot to get to on today's show. As we mentioned, text into the Thornton's text line. It's a little slow from the podcast listeners last night, but I'm sure the live listeners will pick it up as the show goes on. Roush, where would you like to start today's show? I think we've got to go to the most obvious topic, the thing that we saw coming a mile away, but we're actually still kind of surprised when it happened. <laughs> And that's Louisville hiring Milt Wagner as a don't call me an assistant coach, alumni relations slash player development. It was something that when Kenny Payne got hired, we all just kind of assumed that that, that, that was really the the first. It seemed like it was gr- like a week after Kenny Payne got hired that that got like, hey, this is going to happen. Watch because, out for this. Because that's what Cal did mm-hmm. at Memphis with Milt. And it worked. It got uh, Dewan Wagner there. It changed the trajectory of Cal's career. Um, instead of being a one-hit wonder at Memphis and flaming out with the Nets, uh, he had a bona fide superstar and was able to get Memphis rocking and rolling. I mean, and I believe Dewan was his first – I think it was his second season in Memphis too. So it was he hit the ground running there, and they were pretty good right away thanks to Dewan. Now, I, there, I, I still remember when Louisville hired their third assistant, the Oregon equipment manager, who used to watch Peyton Pritchard's jockstrap, uh, that guy. And there was a notion, well, NCAA says you can only hire family members if they're assistant coaches. He's their third assistant. You can't – how are you going to hire Mel Wagner now? Well, they're trying a loophole. Oh, man. And 
don't don't ask what the workaround is. U of L folks get really triggered when you're oh. when you're in when you're asking what it could be. So, Milt said, "I don't want to talk about recruiting." Kenny said, "I don't want to talk about recruiting." Um, and then Kenny Klein, I, I, let's see if we get the direct quote here because I had a thing pulled up from uh, Brett Dawson. He said, "Preliminary discussions with the NCAA." Um, on the issue, but there's, quote, no ruling on the matter. Thing is, they've got to be kind of confident that they can't. I mean, otherwise yeah. you wouldn't do it. But at the same time... Well, let, let's 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 take a few steps back and talk about this as it unfolded. So, okay. again, you're right that we knew this was going to happen. This wasn't a surprise. But what everybody, and Louisville fans included, were anxious to hear about is how are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. Because... Either you make them the third assistant, boom, you're good, because that's the workaround. You can make them a third assistant, and then you don't have to worry about the relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you have them in any sort of support role, that's where ew, you can't it's do you can't do, you can't yeah. do that. Well, U of L gets their third assistant. It's the Oregon equipment manager for some reason, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Well, what does this mean? What does this mean? What are they going to do? What's going to happen?" And things kind of went quiet. We still thought it to some capacity he was going to be a part of the U of L program, and in one way or another. The news breaks yesterday. All attention turns towards, all right, they made it official. Let's hear their their spin around. Let, let, let's hear the, the work around the NCAA rule here. And I simply go out there and tweet the, the NCAA rule because it's pretty, you know, it, it's cut and dry. It, it, yeah. What, like, they basically say if you hire anybody in a support staff role, Within two years of a prospect, you can't recruit that prospect. You, you, you're not you're not going to be allowed to and, do that. And the goal is to make sure that they just don't make up support system roles that don't mean anything. Yes, correct. Just so you can pay the kid's family for the kid to be there. Yeah, in men's basketball during a two-year period before a student-athletes anticipate an enrollment so, or a two-year period, uh, the uh, actual enrollment an institution shall not employ either salaried or volunteer or enter into a contract for a future employment with an individual associated with the prospective student-athlete in the athletic department, non-coaching staff position, or in a strength and conditioning staff position. Okay, well, that's the rule. How did you get around it? And... He is employed by the university and not the athletic department, mm-hmm. but he's going to be player. What's his exact title? Player development and alumni relations. But which, it's but it's but the the player. But it's not with the basketball program. But he's doing player development. See, and that's what I don't get. How would they? It's the job that Reese Gaines just had. Yeah. So they actually didn't invent a new job, and it's the same job that Courtney Love had. Why would that be off the? UK, why would they be off the athletics budget and on the university budget? Makes no sense. And and I and I put it in the tweet. I think this is a dumb rule by the NCAA. If school wants to pay a kid's dad three million dollars to be there so they can get the kid for a year, their money. Do what you want with it. Like NCAA, you already opened this can of worms of nil. What if if U of L thought that he was a good co or you know he could help the program and wanted to pay him four million dollars? Oh, and it just so happens his son could join him. Then so be it. Other places will do it too. Eventually, I think it would probably wear out, and it only happened with probably the top of the top players. I, I think that stuff would work itself. I, I don't love the rule from the NCAA, just for all intents and, and purposes. All that being said, it doesn't seem like U of L is doing a workaround on this rule. It looks like they just hired well, somebody 
And I don't care. And I don't think they're going to get into NCAA trouble. But that brings us to the Brett Dawson tweet that you had brought up. Everybody's fighting about it. Nobody thinks it's going to be a huge deal. But U of L fans get all triggered and worked up. They wanted so badly for UK fans to be like bothered by this. Like they wanted us to be the lady after Trump won the election they're going cheating. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. And in reality, I think most UK fans had a similar mindset to myself of, huh, interesting. Wonder what the worker. Oh, so that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it went to, well, what does this mean for DJ's recruitment? And that's UK's interest in this and, and all. It's a big deal. This is yeah. a player UK thinks they're going to get. His grandfather's hired by their biggest rival. It's worth talking about from a UK fan perspective. UVL fans, they were all freaking out. They were lo- they're so mad. You talk about salty. Oh, Look at them. Now we're- they like the rules. It's like you all been breaking rules for so long. We can't even count Car- them. Cardinal rules. Yes. But then, of course, Brett Dawson comes out. And he's like, "For what it's worth, U of L does not know if this will have an impact. Like they, it's not. It has not been settled between U of L and the NCAA regarding if this is allowed." And U of L fans were like, oh, "Oh, here we are going after any UK <laughs> fan that even has a general thought on the idea." But then U of L directly says, "Like, hey, the NCAA has not like approved this. Is we can go after DJ all willy billy. There's no issues here." So a little humble pie there for yeah. for the cards. I, I think most UVL fans were mad at me because I took uh, – I was like, oh, okay, they're doing a work around here, bold strategy. I did have an unfortunate prohibition, probation typo. Uh, I was at a light – I know, that's bad. You can't make a joke and have a typo. I was at a light, and it changed, and I was oh, like, oh, I don't have time to, I don't to, to proofread it, too. and I just – and no, you, I just autocorrect to prohibition. I didn't notice it, and it just... Well, but you're also, like, like it came to you in the moment, and you wanted to put it out, but you also probably should have just waited till you got out of the car. Probably should, should have. Yeah. I could double-check it. It happens. It, it happens. It, it does. So, that, I guess that's... I was like, why are they so worked up? I'm genuinely asking what their workaround is here. Ty Spalding of U of L Rivals, he re, he was like, hey, this is what they're... It's a university thing. I was like, all right, thanks. Appreciate so that, it. So, that's their... That's what they're saying now. I bet I know what their actual workaround is, and it makes more sense than what they're saying now. That like it's off the book. That's stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's a and if and if they are trying that way, they actually shouldn't be. They should be listening to what I think is their way to get around it. And that's just Milt Wagner's relationship with the university and with Kenny Payne. Mm-hmm. There's what I forget what recruit it was, um, but it's uh, that it happened with Kentucky where we discussed this, but. A trainer or um, so you, they have like a prior relationship rule where if you know somebody before they got into the recruiting game, like if you've known them long enough, then you get a green light. You're treated as a family member essentially, even though you are not. I, I forgot what UK recruit it was where we discussed this and it was kind of controversial and it was a big dumb stink, but you can easily make the case that. Milt Wagner is uniquely qualified for this position. He's known Kenny Payne for 35 years. Of course, he would want to bring his old buddy back who has a lot of college coaching experience in this role. Because, let's be real, uh, he's more qualified for this than he is to come back to coaching for the first time in, what, 10 years? Because mm-hmm. he was with Tony Barbie at Auburn. So, that 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 that's probably what their argument's going to be, what their workaround's going to be. And that's fine by me. And it would, yeah, and it, and it, and it checks out. Yeah. That, you know? that being said, Roush, d- does Louisville make this higher if DJ's not involved? No, I don't think so. But I, unless unless he really, unless Wagner really wanted it. But yeah, that, that's what I mean. If Wagner wanted to get into coaching or get back with the program and join Kenny, then yeah, like like Reese Gaines was in this role, <laughs> and so this is this is very much a former player driven role. 
Um, it's usually on the other end of people who are trying to rise through the coaching ranks. Like I know Reese was uh, an assistant with Scotty D at Bellarmine for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it certainly is a former player role. And now that Kenny's – like his first act as coach when he had his press conference was getting the whole band back together, getting all the former players to stand up. This is your – pro. This, this this is the kind of hire that he would have made. So, yes and no. But it is, it, it's mostly to do with his kid. But I, I think if Milt wanted to get into it, like you said, TJ, then Yeah, if Milt reached out and was just like, Kenny, I, I need something to do. I'm sure I, Kenny, I want to come back I, I'm home I'm sure with Kenny you. would throw him a bone. But it is 99% certainly because his son or grandson is one of the best players in high school basketball. Yeah, and that's how it appears on the outside, too, which is – Kind of sketchy, but what, what, See, where in college basketball is it not? Sketchy? Exactly. They know what they're doing, yeah. and you've you've seen national media members and Kentucky media members alike say, all right, if DJ does follow, you know, if he plays in a program where Kenny is virtually an uncle to him and he's got his grandfather in the program, makes sense maybe why he'd want to go to L. Wagner, Cunningham, Wiseman, yeah. Sharp. You go down this list of number one players that UK had – and either teams cheated or hired family members or close personal friends, or the sharp situation was just a totally different animal. That's bad luck. That's that's bad luck. And I know there's a portion of Calipari haters that say, "Well, who cares? You got you got to find a way to get it done. We we don't make excuses." And I think there's a more rational side of folks that are just like, "That sucks." I mean, that does suck. Yeah. J- Memphis hires James Wiseman's AAU high school coach mm-hmm. that moves him down illegally, moves him down to Memphis again. Gets in trouble for it. that big of a deal. Right. Kate Cunningham commits to UK on his visit. Oklahoma State hires his brother. UK still just at that point, they're just so pot committed that they still think they have a chance. But uh, yeah, uh, naturally, he picks to play with his brother. Can't blame somebody for that. The And then with the Wagner situation, we'll see. I certainly don't think this is over, though, folks. And I'll just tell you this. I, it will be a fun day on social media if DJ Wagner picks UK. So, and, Just and, so folks know, that is going to be a fun day if and when that happens. I, I like that our, our guy Sweeney posed a question, and I'm curious, Justin, your thoughts. Is it a bigger deal? It, who looks worse in this situation if they miss out? Is it Cal if he misses out on DJ, or is it Kenny Payne if he misses out on DJ? Oh, got to be Kenny. No question, right? I think so too. Like, I mean, you, you have. I think the, the pressure's kind of on the Yeah, him. yeah. You have the great. I mean, that's all they did by hiring Milt is just creating more pressure to get DJ. Well, and the, I think the other aspect oh, of this, there's that, no doubt about that, that. That we haven't discussed, that that Louisville fans certainly haven't discussed, is that even though Cal has missed out on all these number one guys, he's still gotten. I mean, Jason Wallace and Chris Livingston, McDonald's All Americans mm-hmm. that are top five and top ten prospects. He's still recruiting the the guys behind him. I mean, Ty Ty Washington was a top fifteen player. Kenny Payne has signed nobody. I mean, he has what? Uh, Huntley Hatfield. Okay, that that was a good portal get. You had like a number seventy fifth ranked guy that was initially committed to Chris Mack that you kept on board. But uh, is that the Kamari Lands guy? Yeah, he he could be a nice player in time. They got the Devin Ray or Rekid, who's like the six foot eight wing player. He was, I think, ranked in like the sixtieth or seventieth for twenty twenty two. But I think there is some uh, a little bit of okay. So he's he's going in on DJ Wagner, but if you're a little fan, you're also hey, we were asking, getting superstars. Where are these superstars? Where are our guards? Well, that's a good point too. 
I saw somebody tweet. Uh, uh, it, it was a, a, a an aware, self aware Louisville fan who quote tweeted something. It was an article about Louisville's transfer portal options at guard, and they just said these these aren't good. Yeah, they aren't. So I I, <laughs> I, I do think that a this doesn't put Calipari like it, it does not eliminate his chances. Does it make it more difficult? Yeah, damn right it does. But it doesn't eliminate his chances, and it also puts all the pressure on Kenny Payne. It puts a games. lot of pressure on Kenny Payne, and it it kind of if this is the chess checkers, you hear that phrase far too often. But if this is U of L playing chess, all right, we see your move now, and Calipari, you would think, would get a chance to respond. I still think UK is going to have a monster 2023 class, whether it includes DJ Wagner or not. And maybe that's just the homer in me. I usually default to thinking that Calipari is going to get guys that he needs on the recruiting trail because, I don't know, we have nearly 15 years of history of him doing just that. But if this means DJ goes to L, then go get Dilly Dilly. Rob Dillingham, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a really nice player. Some people would take him over DJ Wagner just in its own right. Or and they just got they hey, offered the Holland kid. You've got an open staff position. DJ Wagner does have a father. Yeah. Maybe See, you know, you hire that, the old bag of bones, we'll get the we'll get uh, the who's not gonna play for that, his dad. That was the one that I, I hadn't thought of that. And maybe that's why they're keeping it quiet. They were waiting for him to hire Milt and now they're gonna get Dewan. But and Brain Brandon Ramsey brought it up. I'm like, holy crap. That would be awesome. Why, you know, again, if Cal feels like that this I, – I think what Cal is probably going to have to ask himself is how important is DJ Wagner to you. And <laughs> I would think pretty I think for five important. years he's probably said, like, if there was – I bet he's had him circled on a recruiting board for years. Since I mean, he was a seventh grader. Like, I've wanted nothing more. This what a, what a career highlight it would be to be able to coach his dad, turn him into a star, and then get a son near the twilight of my career. That would be amazing. He's not going to go quietly in that silent night. He's got, he's going to have a plan. I don't know what it is. And potentially that plan is just maybe at some point to cut bait with DJ and you go get monster people in other regards and you say, hey, U of L, you can have the Wagner family reunion. I'll, I'll do something different and we'll still beat your butt. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's hiring DeWan Wagner as the third assistant. It would be a better, I, it would be a better hire than Bruiser Flint. Yeah. I mean, that's just factual. It would be. You may say, well, you're just, you, how do you know if he's even going to participate in press? I don't care. Yeah. If it helps you get a number one player, that's better I than mean, bringing in Bruiser Flint. I'm sorry. Remember when people were bringing up Rondo and stuff? How is Rondo more qualified than Dewan Wagner? Not. He played longer than mm-hmm. him, but it's not that much different. So, you want a splashy hat? I mean, wouldn't that be just. The bomb of all bombs. Friday news dump before the EYBL starts. You got Dewan Wagner showing up to the EYBL in Louisville wearing a UK basketball coach. As well, a re- well, coaches can't go this weekend. Oh, it's not open? No, nah, I think it's like a dead period or something. But well, they can play. There just aren't going to be coaches at the gyms. I didn't know they even had the EYBL when there wasn't yeah, open Yeah, there was recruiting. a couple sessions where there's well, no coaches. sucks. Yeah. This is the most fun part. I like Honestly, it. I think it'd probably be like better for fans, though, because more more space, they're not going to have to cut off a bunch of areas. For... That, it's true, but I, I still just love – and Jack plays this game, too, and he's been even less uh, – like it, he's been less subtle about it. I think it was in Indianapolis, and it's just all of his tweets are 
following Cal, taking pictures of who he's. Mm-hmm. I love doing that game. That's a fun game. Just running around the gym, taking pictures of the coach. Who are they watching? So it's a. I I don't blame Kenny Payne for this move at all. Uh, I I certainly am not like poking fun at. Oh, you got to be desperate to do that. I understand Calipari did it. I, one thing that U of L fans that are quick to be like they're doing the same thing Cal did. Yeah, that's fine. Cal at that point was probably pretty desperate in his career, needed a big name, got a big name, worked out for him. Maybe it's the exact same situation that happens with Kenny Payne. But one thing that they fail to mention is this is not L's first rodeo at this. You all did this 10 years ago to get Marcus Teague, and it didn't work. (laughs) So just so you know, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work again, you're going to, it's going to be really hilarious. It's going to be funny. Um, Gosh. You, they, they, UL fans try so hard at the rivalry. Oh, Even Rutherford man. was like, yeah, TJ had a tough day on Twitter. Wait, oh, where, was, where was I worked up or where was I mad about I, anything? I, I, Ty, I asked Ty Spaulding a question. He answered it. Uh, the answer, again, we talked about that earlier in today's show, but like, is it really in the uh, academic side of things when you have player development and the basketball programs tweeting everything out? Um, but shame on you, Rutherford. I, I loved that uh, Drew's tweet when he said, first they hired strippers to recruit kids, now they're hiring grandparents. Because <laughs> it's true. Family, hey, family. Hey, Cal did it too. Yeah, so? Family first. We still well, got the brother. We do, and that's the thing, is that you have, you st- that's one thing that uh, L fans don't know this. His stepbrother is on UK's team. Yeah. One High of his teammate, his uh, one of his yeah. teammates now, Kentucky's kind of the favorite for. Sure, yeah, uh, the big guy, right? Aaron Bradshaw, Bradshaw yeah, he is, is awesome. By the way, how does that that team can't lose any games in New Jersey, right? You would think that they would. Yeah, they won state last year. I know that much. That's a great point, intern Jacob. Who is, just had five offensive rebounds? What did they call him? Yeah, the referee was like, "He doesn't jump, he flies." <laughs> they call him Stink. And then isn't Lance Ware really close with isn't Lance Ware close with DJ yeah, Wagner? Or yeah. they went to the same school they or came something? In. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Kentucky it's not that Kentucky doesn't have their own set of connections here at, at play. So it's fascinating. <laughs> what if you're DJ and you're just like, hey, screw oh, both y'all. What if, I'm going to Memphis. Or <laughs> I'm, what I'm if, following my dad's footsteps, I'm gonna be a tiger. Heading to Memphis. Um, <laughs> what if he what if he doesn't like his grandpa? You know, <laughs> like, have we thought of that? I mean, what if DJ is, is a rebellious guy and he'd rather be with his friends than with his old pop pop, his peepaw? I would much rather be playing with my stepbrother-in-law and my boys uh, than have pop pop, you know, tell you how to make a bounce pass. Unless he's one of those, unless he's one of those grandpas that just has spoiled him his whole life. Could be that too. Then, yeah. then you want to go play with grandpa. I mean, he also, the crazy, I mean, all these connections, this is like a weird uh, Game of Thrones kind of competition, right? Where you've no got doubt. families mm-hmm. pulling one side for the other because Purvis Ellison is his freaking AU coach. I mean, there are so many intertwined UK L basketball connections here. It is you cannot compare it to anything. I know there's been some big recruitments between people over the years, and I think if you wanted to go back to the most hotly contested UK UofL recruitment since then, it was probably Rex Chapman. But Rex didn't have a dad that went to. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is unlike this is yeah, uncharted you, waters. You haven't had really anything like this before with the family ties and the family connections. I think the only fair thing is 
U of L gets him every Wednesday and alternating weekends. We get him weekdays, Tuesdays and Saturdays, and and you know alternating weekends ourselves. That's as a as a parent uh, or as a child of divorce that works. Yeah, that, you know the, okay. whatever the judge says, that's what we got to follow here in the DJ Wagner. Um, We're gonna need Mitch Barnhart to be the arbiter. Yeah, exactly. Or Andy Katz. Good old Andy Katz. All right, let's go to our first break. We'll come back. Couldn't you see Mitch as being a family court judge in a different walk of life, you know? Y'all know that about yeah. it, yeah. Or I could see him being like a youth pastor. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he would definitely. I could see him with a whistle at summer camp, you know? And, like, the youth, you know, the kids have been bad or whatnot. And he's like, guys, you know, I don't like to do this. I'm going to unbutton this top button. No juice to, boxes in the canteen today. We need to have a talking to here. Shucks, <laughs> fellas. Uh, all right. Intern Jacob's going to give us his hot take when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and Intern Jacob. Now I'm going to do my dance. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. He's a lot like Trevor Kelsey. He's just a movie, TV. Oh. He just always wants to watch something. Is that a... Okay. Oh, that's not a stab. No, yeah, no, that's I not a stab at all. No. Like, oh, he's up till 4 a.m., uh-huh. sleeps until 1. Enjoys the devil's lettuce. Yeah. He does not enjoy the devil's lettuce. Okay. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Some of our rejoins intern Jacob. Just on the nose. Mm-hmm. No subtlety at all. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the way we like it, though. That's how you know it was a Trevor Kelsey joy. It's, Loves to explain innuendo. It's easier. It's easier that way. I uh, want to remind you, I've been getting had them for two days now, and I've gotten compliments each day. My Shady Rays, they're, it's a great look. It really is. Even my wife, we went to the DeSales Regional Tournament baseball game last night. They went? Was rocking my Shady Rays. Yeah, run ruled PRP, which is always good to really rub some dirt in. I can't imagine the PRP folks are all right oh, with that. It was great. There was even a point where uh, when the pitcher got pulled because they were down three or four to nothing, uh, the DeSales student section had to get moved from behind PRP's dugout because they were a little sad. And they, they would get their feelings hurt. It was great. Just classic high school hijinks. Um, but it was, it was, it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a perfect night for baseball. Perfect night to wear my shady race. My wife was just like, wow, those actually look good on you. And it's like, yeah, I know. Right. Me wearing something that doesn't look bad. It's odd. You can get that at Shady Rays. The technology of Shady Rays that even somebody without ears like Roush can put sunglasses somewhere on their head (laughs) is truly remarkable. Uh, This is state-of-the-art technology, folks. They fit well. They look good. And as we will mention several times, you lose, you break a pair of Shady Rays, they're going to replace it. They're going to send you a new pair. They don't care. They don't need your reasons or rationales. You don't have to check boxes to meet their warranty policies. They're just going to give it to you because they're good folks. They're Kentuckians that make good sunglasses. You may be a Kentuckian that likes good sunglasses, match made in heaven, and you'll get 25% off when you use Big X at checkout. Remember, use the promo code Big X, 25% off, Shady Rays. That's where it's at. I do want to probably tell you the website, ShadyRays.com. Yes. Okay. Oh, Roush was... I was about to tell a story to Ralph. I, I had a, a a door slammed in my face on appraising yesterday. What? Nice. Yeah. 
Never happened before. I Do thought, tell. Yeah, I thought you. All right, let me just. What part of town? What, what part of town in Louisville you think this would have happened in? St. Matthews. Burn Creek. Ding dong. St. Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah. Good guess. You All, got it. Mad about something over there. So quite often. We had a, we kind of have an assistant at the appraising office, and they sometimes handle like. Not the scheduling, but like the confirmation of scheduling and whatnot. They'll call and say, hey, we've got somebody coming over tomorrow. Everything so, good? So this person was like, hey, you're still good for 12, 1230 for the St. Matthew's house. Uh, just, uh, she was kind of, she was kind of like difficult. She was like saying her kids and she was just really worried about like how long it was going to take and like the kids being there and. I, you know, I told her they don't take long at all, and it doesn't matter if kids are everywhere or nowhere. It doesn't matter at all. You know, I tried to just, just you, you may, you may just be on the lookout. Basically, like this could be a tough. This person could be moving. difficult. Yeah. So or difficult for my belief. The I, I we I, I had had the text message that said I will be there between twelve and twelve thirty. Like I will arrive between twelve and twelve thirty, and it will only take ten minutes, and I'll be out of there. I get there at twelve twenty eight, so it was in the back. It was at the back of the time frame that we had, and knock on the door, no answer. Ring the doorbell, no answer. And I'm starting to walk away, and these people doing construction across the street, they were like, "You looking for that lady?" And I thought they were going to be like, "She left. She just, you know, yeah. just missed her, something like that." And I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "She's walking. She's opening the door now." So I go and I open the door, and I was about to be like, "Hey, I can start inside. I can start inside, and that way, I." Get we, the inside done first, and then I'm outside. You don't have to worry about me at that point. You yeah. know, like I'm outside. It doesn't matter. And if you're in a rush, but before I can even get like a word out, she's like, "You're 30 minutes late. You're 30 minutes late." And I was like, "It says right here. I can show you the text message. I'll be there between 12 and 12:30." And I, what I think she probably thought is, it would take 30 minutes, and I would be Start there at, at 12, 12, and I'd be done at 12:30. Yeah. But very clearly in the text, it said it would take 10 minutes. Which I'll also, be there between 12 a 30 and 12:30. minute window is. I mean, if you try to get Spectrum at your house, they're giving you an eight-hour window. I normally will give them on the dot and be like, I may be 10. Or, I'm normally really good about scheduling, but I had another 12 o'clock appointment down by Churchill Downs. Got done with that. I got there early because I knew that I'd be running close to 1230. Long story short, and I was like, ma'am, we got it right here. It says 12 to 1230. She's like, my husband's working. We've got way too much stuff going on. We're not doing it right now. I can't do it right now. And I was like... Ma'am, they're probably going to charge you for me coming out here. I, we may as well get it. And she just slammed the door. I was like, okie dokie. Wow. Walked back to the car, took a picture of the house to say I was there. 150 bucks. Wow. So you get paid regardless. Okay, well, yeah, but I would have rather, I was already out there. I would have rather just measured the house and spent an extra two hours and gotten significantly more money. But, but yeah, I didn't have to do any work at I'd, all. I'd, I'd take the easy paid. money and run. Yeah, well, not having to deal with her, too. Who knows? The value could have been a huge headache or whatnot. But no, that had never happened before. Some people out there, folks, just real rude. And, well, not that this can't cause for chaos, because it certainly can. But supposedly she's a stay-at-home mom. Like, If you're going to be there the whole time, Yeah, too. like, you you know. If, if anything, it would change up the pace of the day. And even if, like, things were super chaotic, because I know that can happen, and maybe her husband was on a really important work call, and it was just terrible timing, there's so much nicer ways to be like, I'm sorry, I thought you were coming at 12, now is not a good time, could you come back in 30 minutes, could you come back in an hour, could we have you back out here tomorrow? Nope, just the good old-fashioned door slam. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> Jacob, hit us with the hot take, baby. Oh, 
All right, guys. Before I do that, I want to say something. Uh, DJ, if you're listening, at the end of the day, if you want to be a first-round pick in the NBA draft, let's look at the numbers, man. Where are you going to go? Come on. But hot take. All right. DJ and we and DJ is a listener of the show. He he <laughs> he has always been, always will be. So, you heard that there from intern Jacob, DJ. Think about it. All right. Hot take down. All right. Hear me out here. So, I'd say out of all the point guards in the SEC right now, Severe Wheeler is in the bottom 5. No, that and is hear a hot me out. Hear is, me out. That is a hot take. Hear we me out. will have to hear you out because he did lead the league in assists last year. Yeah. Uh-huh. He can't shoot. Me? Cal has him up in this silly one-man press to where he gets beat 80% of the time. He's too small to create for himself. His passing is mediocre. At the beginning of the year, we had great shooters. I'd like to see his assist at the second half of the year. I bet it's a lot lower than the first. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. Nothing to make me happier. But right now, I'm not sold on him, and well, I wish we had somebody else that we could throw in that spot. The okay, I, I you know, you're that that sentiment in terms of wanting somebody else besides Wheeler, you're not unique in that thought. We were had 11 assists in the SEC tournament against Vanderbilt. <laughs> you don't have to be so snarky, Rush. I did. Vandy, no, no, I do. Yeah, I, I needed to. He had, six he had another an 11 game. assist game in February, too. So he had an 11 five, assist seven, game. 5, 7, 5, 5, 5, 6, 11. That's just reading off his like recent. So 5 the, to 7, pretty good like window. The only months, well, in every month he at least had a game with nine assists. He really, where he was Except maybe bad two. was in the middle of the year when he was – no, I was actually just reading the wrong stat column. So, yeah, no. Pretty good at the assist later on. Okay, so I, I think if we're going to tweak it around some, Jacob, though, I think you need to provide, like, like, and this is what I do with Cal, is just which SEC, like, which coach are you going to take besides Cal? Same thing with this. Which SEC point guard are you going to take besides Cal? And all of the really good ones that were in the league last year are gone. So I'm curious, which would who, who would be your new guys? I don't know where he. I know he was at LSU last year, but I'd way rather have Xavier Pinson. No. Oh gosh, really? No. He lit good. us up. And for the for the record, starting with the Kansas game, which was January 29th, he was a 38 percent three point shooter from that point forward. If he's a 38 percent three point shooter next year, UK is gonna gonna do all right. Uh, now the issue was. You got really nothing out of Grady and Ty Ty, so it didn't really matter so much how Wheeler was shooting because he's not going to be your primary shooter. And he should never be. Right. But if he's able to be like your fourth shooting option and he can hit a 38%, that would be amazing. Um, will he? I don't know. But the thing I like most during that stretch, only two games did he shoot more than two threes. So it's not like he's forcing them. It's not like he's taking bad shots. Um, usually he'll just take them when he's totally wide open, and I I think that's okay. Where I think you just can't somebody with his assist numbers you can't put at the bottom five in a conference. It's that that's where I think you uh, you lose a little I, bit of credibility. However, you're not wrong in just saying like I prefer somebody different. I, when you're used to John Walls and De'Aaron Foxes and those types, Severe Wheeler is not that type of point guard. He just isn't. But he's a really good college point guard. He is. I, I do appreciate though the sentiment, the heart of it. And you gave us the take. You took it a mile. 
I think if you wanted to make it, uh, if you wanted to be a little more pointed in it, you could say, I, I'd rather have Javon Quinterly at Alabama. Even though they're kind of the same player, he's a better shooter, or at least appears to be a better shooter than, than Wheeler. Uh, but you, TJ's not wrong, though, in terms of Jacob. There's, there's, you were one of many who has the sentiment. There's some Wheeler concerns going into this year, despite his numbers last year. Yeah, and there's just some people that are like, I, I don't envision him as a national championship point guard, and if he's going to be your point guard, then we're going to have some issues. But I think everybody thought that come March last season, you were going to have Ty Ty kind of running the show and, and being the guy. Injuries stopped that from happening. And then I think most people for this upcoming season think, all right, Wheeler's going to be a nice piece for Kentucky, but Kaysen's going to eventually take over the show. It's going to be He's going to be running things. And if Kaysen's as good as everybody makes him out to be, which I've heard that, Intern Jacob, people around UK think that he can be in that Fox wall category of like just elite, elite players. If that's the case, then Wheeler should be playing second fiddle to him. And we all hope that it comes to that at some point. But I like the hot take. I like the way you presented it. Uh, bottom five in the SEC, factually inaccurate. However, I like your gusto, kid. Keep all right, then. Hagens or Wheeler? Wheeler. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Really? Gosh. Yeah. Could and, not stand Ashton Hagens. And while Hagens was significantly better defensively, then Wheeler, and I guess both kind of seem to maybe have some attitude issues now that we're saying it out loud, you know, yeah. which isn't which isn't an ideal situation. Wheeler was a significantly better scorer, in my H- opinion. Higgins also was – I love the take that he was a selfish defensive player where he got greedy, go for steals, and did put his believe, other teammates out. Did you believe out. that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Ashton Higgins cost Kentucky a Final Four. It's he, all on him. I mean, if he was good at defense, then why did he let Bryce Brown just embarrass him? Because that's what he did. Here's the issue. He's probably my least favorite Kentucky basketball player. Whoa. Wow. Jeez. I always thought Hagen's kind of got a bad rap. No, no. Yeah. I'm all in on that. Um, I really, I'd rather have Shaden Sharp do his whole song and dance for. You got two years of Ashton Hagen's, just just only one real issue there towards the end of a year that didn't even take me off. Yeah. It's more, but it's more of the Auburn game that frustrated me. Hagen's issue was. Going for steals, people talk about that. On the ball defending, he was really, really good. It was when he'd play off the ball that he just would leave his man because he'd try to go do something else, and you're right about that. Um, Let's see. They both averaged around similar points per game. His second year at Kentucky, Hagen's actually averaged more points per game. Shooting percentages, and I don't know if people – oh, gosh, his percentage went so far down. He averaged more points this second season at UK, but the percentage went down six points, which is not uh, Hill. not an ideal situation. And then – so, Hagen's last year at Kentucky, he averaged slightly more points than Wheeler, but on 40% shooting, where Wheeler's at 44% shooting. So, similar players. Uh, uh, you know, the stats would seem to suggest it. Similar players in that regard. Uh, what was Hagen's three point numbers? His twenty six percent. Ooh, he and Wheeler is at thirty one percent. But again, beginning of the year, he totally stunk shooting. End of the year, he started shooting a little bit more. My thing with Wheeler: if you're open, shoot. Besides that, either try to get inside or dish. Try to get inside or dish. But a good, uh, I like it. I like I like where you took the the conversation oh. there, intern Jacob. We got um, man, this is big news. Breaking news, I believe. Okay. Breaking news. Uh, one of Kentucky's top quarterback targets in the class of 2025, which it's a long way away, 
Um, he just completed his freshman year. Transferring from LaRue County, Cutter Bowley, he will now be tending Lexington Christian Academy. So, hey, that's quite a move. Whoa. Where's he moving from? LaRue County, which is I-65 oh, okay. south of E-Town. Yeah. Going to Lexington. Playing for LCA. That's a good, nice. That's good. good to have there. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I think, was the first to offer him, so you know he's got he's got the gusto. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, probably good news for UK. Yeah, I would but, think. You know, still an in-state guy. Right, but it's good that you have the in-state guy transferring to the town which your school is in instead of leaving to go to Rutgers. What and was his? Uh, what was the, his name? Cutter Bully. C U T T E R. That's oh. a quarterback ass name, if I ever heard one. I do wonder just the future of quarterback recruiting in college football. So early. and Because I, I just feel like you're going to get some schools that are just be like, why don't we just do transfer portal for They're going to. Like, who cares about recruits? And I, and I think for the most part, that's what UK is going to do. They're still going to take their big swings. Um, but, I mean, look at Alabama right now. They, they got a – yesterday they got a commitment from Eli Holstein. He was a former A&M commitment, surprisingly. Four-star kid from Louisiana, also visited LSU – Announces his commitment to Bama. You think Bama's going to stop recruiting Arch Manning just because they got this kid? Hell no. They might end up signing both of them. This kid might end up decommitting again. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think I think a big part of it was just Saban maybe taking a jab at Jimbo while he can on the recruiting trail. Uh, but they're going to the big schools are going to keep recruiting the big guys, and as long as they go there, somebody's going to lose out on a job and need the transfer portal. So you you have your you can juggle both at the same time. Keep those eyes on the portal, but also keep your keep your in-state guys close. That's why you listen to KRC for the old breaking news, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll get some reaction or some some whispers about what that means in the coming days. Uh, do want to remind you, it is Wednesday. Hopefully, you enjoyed your Taco Tuesday. But Salsaritas is open seven days a week, so if you weren't able to make it out there yesterday, head on by today. Get yourself a delicious quesadilla, tacos. Intern Jacob, have you ever been to Salsaritas? Yeah. Is that – I can't tell if he's, being, if he's just <laughs> – So, yeah, he loves the Wild Bay Dickerchips. And he's a county guy, so he may not be familiar with the St. Matthews I mean, and Middletown eateries. Even uh, this South End guy took me a while to get out there and find Salsaritas. It did. Oh, boy. I just saw Tyler Thompson tweet that more rain and Hoover. <laughs> oh, no. Oh man, it's just the radar is just green, green and in the yellow. Entire, all, all the eyes can see. It looks like a Saint X graduation, just green and yellow everywhere. <laughs> Not good. Not good. If you're, oh, by the way, you can bet on the game on DraftKings, and I am in Indiana, so I did bet. I'm doing an emotional hedge. Either the Batcat season continues, or TJ's getting paid. All right. Oh my heavens. Wow. They ain't playing baseball anytime soon. Nope. I just pulled up the radar down there. Holy smokes. Yeah, oh. cr- crazy. Alabama, it rains in the spring basically all the time. When are they getting their – I mean, even after this, they could probably maybe get a O game uh, in. Yeah. But after that, there's there looks like there's like a tropical storm heading their way. <laughs> it's crazy. They'll do the SEC basketball tournament in Tampa, but God forbid they do an indoor baseball stadium. <laughs> Man. The Heat are getting points tonight. What? Yeah, I don't understand that one. <laughs> it's coming back and, and forth every and game. Tyler Hero is going to be back too. I don't think Marcus Smart's playing. Is that right, Justin? Makes no sense. 
Come on, Justin, lie to me. Damn it, Justin. Can you get on your P's and Q's? Sorry, I haven't been keeping up with Marcus Smart's life. You have an intern now that's putting the heat on you. All right? I need you to crank it up a couple notches. I, well, I, I got I to gotta go down so he can look good. Do What? God. Play, play it down. Justin. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's right. I mean, you did just say I have to go down so he looks good. Okay, well, I thought we were 30-year-olds and mature and not little Well, you're not wrong. Who do you think we are, Justin? You're not wrong there, big boy. (laughs) Who do you think we are? You got your lottery ticket for tonight? Not yet, but I will. Damn it. I will. It's going to be a winner. We're winning one day this week. (laughs) Just one, not twice. Not two days. Oh, boy. If we win tonight, we're not playing Saturday. How much was the scratcher you got? $5. No, that you that you won money. How much money did you win? Five hundred fifty-five. Jeez, Louise. this kid. I mean, he's just. Are, you, are we sure that when you're hot, you squat? He is a smaller guy. Are we sure you don't just have rabbit feet, four feet? Mm, we're gonna leave that one a mystery. <laughs> what if he just did have little rabbit legs? Took him off, and it was just. <laughs> Who's that character in a Midsummer Night's Dream? Uh, didn't have to do that one. You didn't have to do no, that one. No. For what it's worth, I think there's like a little goat boy. For what it's worth, I just bought a pair of socks offline that have like little chicken legs on them. Oh, I love you a fancy sock guy? Are Uh, you a fun sock guy? I'm kind of getting into it. I like fun socks. I'm not wearing any today, unfortunately. But yeah, good fun socks are always always a hoot. Okay, we have some... News on SEC scheduling. We talked a lot about that yesterday. They're Mm -hmm. down to two options. Yes. Down to the two. And it's separating the haves and the have-nots to try to balance it out. People say that. I would like that rationale to reason to me because they're like, the, the no league, whoever's tweet that was, no league has more haves and have-nots than the SEC, That's and that gap could thing. only widen. That's I would the dumbest say thing I've ever heard. There's more parity in the SEC than any other league. Yes, Alabama is probably head and shoulders and above. They've had five national champions in the college football playoff. I don't era. know how you could say that. That was an idiot who said that. But the, the haves versus the have-nots, you just, they're just basically saying, we want this to be balanced. We're going to try our best to balance it by separating at the top. And, I mean, it makes sense. Supposedly, the SEC is totally divided. Either they're going to do the 1-7 scheduling model, one locked opponent, seven rotating, or they're going to do three locked opponents and then six rotating. You may be doing the math in your head right there. One is an eight-game SEC schedule. One is a nine-game SEC schedule. Yep. It comes down to revenue sharing, Roush, is supposedly yep. what they're talking about. And more money on the nine games. It's a huge deal yeah. because, you know, the people that want eight games, they're probably not going to budge. The people that want nine games, they may not want to budge. You're going to have to get to some sort of compromise here. Should an hour or two we talk about where that's going to go? I'm not talking about it. You can take... You can take your takes and get Ra- the hell Ra- out of here. Roush is packing up. Are you actually leaving? Yeah, here? get the hell out. No, yeah, I'm done with this. This is all news I'm to done me. With you. I don't know if he's having a bad day or something. What's no, I'm, I'm sick you go to, and tired. You go to, did, you go to, did you go to Outback last don't night? Don't even bring it up. Do you, what, Sports don't talker. Bring up the SEC scheduling? Get the hell out of here. He's packing up, folks. He's what taking his cup. What is actually happening? I don't know where. We're going to go to a break. Hour two, Kentucky roll call coming up next. What? Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. That was Justin Kalen doing the Roll Call. I'm TJ Walker, intern Jacob, now in the studio. Nick Roush is gone, everybody. He left. I don't even know what triggered him so badly. I have, yeah, I'm, SEC I've scheduling. Never, never been so confused. Yeah, I guess he maybe just had to go but wanted to play it. I, who knows? He's gone, though. Oh, well. So that means intern Jacob's in the big chair. Wow. Yes, sir. It really shows that we'll just let it on anybody in here, right, Justin? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're happy to have you. Um, we're going to do text line because we always seem to rush through that through the end, but I do want to kind of continue the SEC scheduling because it is fascinating to me. What they decide will probably be until the SEC expands again, which could be sooner rather than later, will be what they set on and settle on. And I don't know when they – do you have to go back to like the mid-90s to when UK got Mississippi State as a permanent opponent? See, that's where Roush may, Roush may know that. Mm-hmm. But – Long before you were probably even a around intern, Jacob. Yeah, I can tell you. But whenever they came up with that, you know, that was set in stone for now multiple decades. Wait. And so what they do, what they decide here, it could it could impact the future of UK football for a really long time. Jacob, this is a kind of important question for you. Were you alive for nine eleven? Yes. Okay. I was born. All right, cool. That makes me feel better. <laughs> I met a kid yesterday who was not alive for nine eleven at my other job. Really weird. Really, really weird. Not sure where to go with that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to know. Yeah, I mean, people are younger. I think that people are uh, people in the thirties. We gotta we gotta come to grips with it. Are, <laughs> it's it's there, hard. There are younger generations. It's not, it's not that, easy. It's been that way since we since we've all been around. Um, the one so okay. So again, it comes back down to revenue share, and what that means is. When you're doing the, and I don't know, I don't know which school is saying which or which school is saying what, but when it comes to the one-seven model, which again is one permanent opponent, seven rotating opponents versus the three-six, in my opinion, the ones that don't want the three-six, I think it comes down to the dollars because if you're doing the three-six and your three-set opponents are Texas, Alabama, and LSU. You're probably going 0-3 for what it's worth, but, well, Texas is certainly beatable. But think about how much money that is. Think about how if you have those programs coming into your fam, those are sellout games. When LSU comes to UK, that is, when was the last time that wasn't sold out? I'm not sure. When Alabama comes to UK, that gets sold out. When And, and when the first time Texas comes, there's going to be a million Texans coming. They're going to go to Keeneland. They'll wear cowboy hats and boots. We'll make fun of them. It'll be a good time. Versus if your three opponents were, let's say you're Missouri, and your three opponents were Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Arkansas. The money in those games, the money in those TV games even, it's just not the same as what other leagues. So I think you have some schools, the bigwigs, that are like, if we're going to be doing this, we need the revenue sharing to be equal to the parts that need the money. The, the big, the the breadwinners, if you will. And I think they're and, and I don't know what side they'd be on. Would they just want the one seven? 
Is it the smaller schools that want the three six, and that way you're getting more conference games, which means more money into the program? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of where my head's at. Wouldn't it if it truly is about revenue sharing? Wouldn't you want to have more conference games, which in turn brings in more money for the conference? That's yeah, and I and I wonder if it's the big schools like the Alabamas that are saying we can go get out of conference games that are going to be on ESPN to start the year, and we just get a keep half that money versus an extra league game, which will be equally as tough of a game, if not tougher, we're sharing that among 15 other SEC teams. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's coming down to on the scheduling. And the fascinating thing, intern Jacobs, you just don't really know who's going to – who has the votes. Is it going to go to a nine game or is it going to go to an eight game? If it's eight game, you're getting one locked opponent. If it's nine, you're getting three locked opponents. It's a huge difference. I feel like the one seven is definitely more interesting. How so? As in games are rotating every year and you're not stuck with these same three guys every year. Well, you're playing every team in two years. Right. And you're playing every team at your own place in four years, theoretically. Which is Which means every class you're going to go on the road. I mean, Kentucky still hasn't played it. Or A&M still hasn't come to Lexington, and they've been in the league since 14, you know. Yeah. Um, and Kentucky's only played them one time. So it's, I, I, it's a lot different than how it is right now. But if you go 1-7 – you're getting every team in the conference during your year. In co- or you're, you're, you're going on the road everywhere, and you're getting every team coming to your place within your four years in college. That's cool. I yeah. like that. That's the way it probably should be. The 3-6, let's think of it. That way you're doing, if you rotated 6-6, six, six, I guess you're still, I guess it's theoretically the same. You're still playing everybody within four years. Yeah, with the long mm-hmm. threes. Yeah. So that you don't really get much in, in one regard that way or the other. I think ultimately they're going to do 1-7. I think the 3-6 is going to scare off too many people. And secondly, when you're going to have 3-6, you're locking into three different games. What if you get the toughest three games? Team ain't going to like yeah, that. Yeah, but if they, did it, if they did it in a way that made sense, like take Kentucky, for example, give them, say, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida. But like that makes sense. That's that's three good opponents that you want to play every year. Sure, but and that you already are anyways. Again, you know, what if somebody's three opponents were Alabama, LSU, and Georgia? Like, ooh, I mean, who sucks. who in You're the losing. conference? Who in the conference is somewhat rivals with all three of those? But I don't know that we don't know if they're going to do it that way. They I mean, you, you would think that one game is going to be designated for rivals but you can't you then you'd have if you did the 36 you'd have to weigh out the other two opponents in terms of leveled programs the only issue with that too though is that programs change Kentucky is not the same program that it was 10 years ago where if they were doing this 10 years ago probably everybody would be foaming at the mouth to have Kentucky as their locked opponents mm-hmm. now i don't think as many you know you'd have at the you'd have the big wigs that wouldn't be scared of Kentucky and rightfully so but I bet South Carolina would rather be locked with Vanderbilt than Kentucky, and 10 years ago that wouldn't be the case. So we don't know. They're going to have their summer meetings here, I think, uh, next month, and they will debate this. They will, But there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of egos involved. Alabama isn't going to want Texas telling them what they want. Oklahoma, you know, it's it's, going to be fascinating. You wish you could be a fly on the wall. Now, the SEC is really well ran and organized, so I'm sure it'll be professional. They'll come to agreement, and they're dealing with so much money. This next TV deal they get in, what, Roush would probably know, 2020, where is Roush? 2024, (laughs) 2026? It's going to be ungodly. So I would also advise, like, the Alabamas and the bigwigs of the world that, like, yeah, you, you may not want that extra conference game, 
But this new TV deal, it's gonna who you won't you won't even worry about that. It'll Money's be a drop in the bucket. It will be a drop in the bucket at that point. So it'll be fascinating. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line 502-414-1450. Let us know what you would like to see. And we'll start up this text line here. A texter says, Racing Louisville Pirates, the home of the booty. <laughs> booty meaning championships. That's exactly what it is, Scoots. Uh, in turn, Jacob, do you ever go to Louisville City games or anything like that? I've never been to one. I'm not a big soccer guy. Why? You you like playing FIFA? No. Mm. Madden, 2K, gotcha. MLB. You should go Soccer's to, fun, yeah. You should go to Louisville City games. They're a blast. being a soccer guy either, but... Uh, they they are a good time. You drink beer, sit outside. You got a view of downtown. There's work. Big match tonight against Nashville. Hopefully the weather will will hold off. The but, rain chances have gone down. Only forty percent now. Did that tell you that my tickets sold? They did. Yeah, you did. Did that bring it up on air? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I set them at like an unbelievable price, being like, "Hey, I'm really looking forward to this game, but if they sell for this, I'll be okay." They sold. I could not believe it because there's other tickets significantly cheaper. That are I, I don't know. I don't know if somebody saw the expensive price and they were like, well, these got to be good seats if they're asking this much for them. But they sold. So actually, as of now, not going. But I was like, wow, I'm, I guess tickets are really expensive all across the board. I looked at it today. You can get in for like 15, 17 I'm bucks. Just, I'm, I'm not mad at you, TJ, because money, money means a lot. But I'm, I am disappointed. Well, you don't understand it when you have a baby. It was going to probably be kind of difficult. Game doesn't to, start till 730. The baby's already in bed. I think it's actually at seven for what it's worth. Oh, good. Thanks for <laughs> You, you may, you may want to double check that before Thanks you for go. bringing that up. And secondly, you have a parking pass? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because. Waterfront Wednesday down there, yeah. and this game, which is going to be a big one with Nashville MLS team coming to town. Yeah, we got a pretty good parking pass, so we we get pretty close, which is good because I'm taking my grandpa, and he's in his late seventies. So no, always good to always good to be close. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't actually. I think I'm just going to be watching on TV now. Which um, oh well, bummer. That's, that's okay. Look for me. I will. We wave. Keith will be there too. He texted me yesterday. Did you? Well, so we have another texter. Told me where to come. We had a, we had a texter coming up from Nashville going to the to the match wow. tonight, and it almost makes me just want to go just to say howdy do to that fellow. <laughs> but uh, another texter says, "Does Cal step down next year if we have another early exit?" Intern Jacob, you you can field this one. No, I don't think so. I don't think he steps down. I think Mitch might step in and take action, but I don't think he steps down. Yeah, and it also depends on how bad we're talking. That's true too. Uh, like if it's if Kentucky gets into the first four and then loses the first four game, then you may need to say like, "What the hell happened?" You had the national player of the year. How did yeah. it get to be so bad? If they are another two seed and they lose to a seven seed in the second round on a last second shot, that's the thing that like you. I'm almost scared to bring up to UK fans just because I know there's a portion that wouldn't handle it well. March Madness, it could go. It, 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 the ball could bounce the wrong way next year too. Could the year after that? It could happens. the year after that? Every year, I mean, it's we the see tournament. Something that's gonna shock people. It is. I mean, that's why they, it's called March Madness. Uh, that's the scary thing about it. But what UK fans want is you just want such a dominant team that you are up. You you avoid the upsets. Now, of course, in reality, there's no such thing like that. But UK fans want to feel warmer and fuzzier inside that something like last year won't happen. And while the roster, I think, is national title good, Final Four good, could win. I mean, hell, UNC was in the national title game last year, had a 20-something point lead. Would we have said in January that that UNC roster was title good? Probably not. But I certainly think that this Kentucky team could make a run based on the roster now. But that goes back to the conversation we've been having over the last six weeks, is why have you not added anybody else? We get the sharp situation. We don't like it, but we get it. Most of us get it. 
why didn't you what what who bring it what else, what's your solution what are you going to do about this in reality i think they feel really good about the team they have and i also think that maybe they've got they they've got some something else cooking they've got some other ideas in terms of adding one more player i think this next year's team's more solely driven on development from last year's players you got collins top and oscar sure wheeler like those guys need to get better I feel like I feel like they are high on Collins, and they think he's going to be the real deal next year. Which I could see it. Well, if if you want to do like a track record of John Calipari's best basketball teams, nearly all of them rim protector. You got to have somebody that can protect the rim, and that that's what you did. As good as Oscar was, and he actually started blocking shots at a higher clip towards the end of the season. I'd love to see him sacrifice some rebounds and take some chances on blocks and be more aggressive altering shots than making sure you're going to be set for the rebounds, which is fine. He put up such unreal numbers. You couldn't be picky with Oscar Sheboy. But he started blocking shots more towards the end of the year. You need that. And then if Collins is that guy, if you had some sort of lineup, and again, I know people would freak out from a shooting aspect of it, and I can understand why, but Toppin, Collins, and Oscar – like how how you know how are you getting a shot off You're inside against that group? That that would be pretty tough. And then at that point, you could tell Oscar just to focus on rebounding because you'd have so much length from the other people. Collins, I'm I'm really excited to see what he could turn into. There was a point during his recruitment, I was like, this dude could be something really really special. And then you realize kind of the level of talent he was going against in Texas and how skinny he was. So he he needed to beef up a little bit. I'll be anxious to see what he could do. Would you have rather had Collins or Hopkins come back for this year? Collins. If you, if you could only have one. Collins, for sure. How Explain yourself. Hopkins showed life, and even in practice, they said that like, he was the best. He's one of the best bucket getters they had. But, I mean, partly Cal's fault didn't really give him any sort of a chance. But I feel like he did get a bad rap <clears throat> because I did go to most of the games at home, and every time he got in, it would either be a quick stupid foul or a quick turnover, mm-hmm. and it's just – like, come on, just give him a chance. But, I mean, he showed life against LSU, and he had, what, 13 points and had a great game. But I feel like Collins has a lot more upside than Hopkins. Does. Yeah, I really like Hopkins as a college basketball player. I think if he's patient and he's at Providence now, I think that's a pretty good fit for him. If he just kind of goes with the system, keeps developing, I think he could be a real – like a certainly all-conference and maybe like oh, yeah. second-team all – third. I'm talking in two or three years, maybe yeah. a senior year or something along those lines. Collins, I think, can be like a top-five draft pick. Hopkins never can be that. No. He can't be a lottery. And I'm not I'm not telling him what he can or can't do. I love Hopkins. I was a little disappointed when he left, but I understood it from a numbers crunch. UK couldn't keep everybody. He wanted more playing time. Made total sense to me. I think he'll be a nice player. Collins has the potential to be a really nice NBA player and do things that just other people on a college basketball court can't do. I'd like to see steps in that direction because we didn't see a lot of it last year. He puts on 30 pounds. He can shoot. <laughs> it's a lot of weight. For a lot a, of weight. For a 19-year-old for a of his stature. But, but be even nice. in warm-ups, like, he wouldn't step inside the arc. He'd shoot threes. And he'd make them. Like, yeah. I've been told his shooting's better than anybody knows because you just didn't get to see it. Yeah. But – We'll see if Cal will let him kind of stretch the floor in that capacity. I mean, even like last year, he did put up a couple of mid-ranges, but I mean, nerves probably got to him mm-hmm. a little bit because he's a freshman and yeah, didn't happens. get much play time. But yeah, another texture. This is from Kirby. He says, "So you can literally pay players now, and U of L still finds ways to cheat." <laughs> <laughs> see, Kirby, I wouldn't. This I don't. I don't have any issues with this. I'm all right with this. Um, I do think like 
I, I have some other avenues too for it as well because I don't know how much you follow this stuff, Jacob. But once Kenny Payne was hired, you started having crystal balls come in for DJ to U of L. You had the U of L hype media machine being basically saying like he's going to go to U of L. We all feel great about this. If you did feel so great about it, would you have to make this move? Like it, 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 you know, while we say, while they're so quick to say Cal did the same thing, how can you say it's desperation if Cal did the same thing? Well, one, Cal back in 2000 or 1999 could have been desperate for what it was worth. He probably was. He was at Memphis, hadn't had a lot of success up to that point. Um, at Memphis, at UMass, he had done, obviously, had done really well. But so, yeah, he could be desperate. And two, if you felt so good about somebody coming and playing for you, would you do, would you make this move? I feel like. Cal's been playing chess while Louisville's trying to play catch-up and play checkers. They're making quick moves. We've been on him since he was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, we really got his, his brother. Whole, his whole life. His brother's going to be a junior, so he's been there for three years. That's DJ Wagner's stepson. Mm-hmm. And DJ played for Cal, so how do, you, how do we not get this guy? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, it's, uh, it, it'll be fascinating. And really, if, like... Back in the day where you don't really get this type of – Justin, did you ever see the red-blue rivalry video? I think Adam Lefko did. mm You familiar with who Adam Lefko is? No, never heard of him. Um, gosh, he, he is like kind of blown up into his celebrity. Uh, I don't really know exactly what he's doing right now, as a matter of fact. Um, but he did some like radio and media in town, and he, he kind of did like part-time radio. And a certain station ended up giving another person, um, Jody Dimling, a show and not Adam Lefko. And Lefko ended up going on and doing some big things. But he did a, he did a documentary on basically like 2012, the UK-UofL rivalry and how they met in the Final Four and stuff like that. And UofL won the title the next year and, and all that stuff. Yeah, he does stuff for NBA on, NBA on TNT and Bleacher Report. And he has his own show. So it worked out okay for Lufka yeah. when he didn't get that Seems radio like job it. here in town. Um, he is a genius. But th- that documentary was so – it was just fun for a U.K. fan to watch. I'm sure it would be fun for a Uval fan to watch. It was just entertaining. Uh, they played it at movie theaters back in, like, 2013 or whenever it came out. And uh, it was good stuff. If you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend checking it out, although I don't think I've properly said the name of it. But um, anyways, I wish they'd do something like that for Wagner. I wish you just have a documentary crew follow that dude around – follow the recruiting pitches from UK and U of L, follow him through his freshman year, and then in like 2024, 2025 release this. Who's not watching that? Right. If you get it what like if you had HBO or some, you know, people that knew what they were doing with it, that'd be amazing. Cause this is this is unreal drama. Could you, be a good thirty for thirty. Yeah. It's the rivalry red versus blue is the documentary. Hmm. By the way. And uh Lefko may have not had much to do with that. I could be making that up. <laughs> Sorry. I thought he had something to do with it, but whatever. Another text in the show, 502-414-1450. Call me crazy, but I think hiring Milt Wagner shows Uvell isn't as confident in landing DJ. They could have easily hired him as an assistant, but they didn't. If they felt good, why hire him in a goofy administration role an entire month later? Kyle Tucker remains adamant Kentucky's still the leader, so why wouldn't I assume the same? I, I still think Kentucky's the leader for what it's worth. I don't know if I've publicly said that, but I, I still think that DJ Wagner goes to Kentucky. I just think too many too many promises have been made. These bonds run too deep, deeply, 
it's a it really is going it's something we're gonna be talking about for a long time folks and I'd also wonder if DJ will just want to be like, hey, I don't want to have to deal with all this stuff. I'm just going to commit and let everybody go their separate ways. But then he will still have to deal with it. Not really, though. From the opposing fan base. No. I mean, yeah. if he com- no, not until he gets to college. But, like, let's say he committed tomorrow to Kentucky. Then it's over. He's Well, he's going to get heat from Louisville fans his whole high For- school, the rest of his high school career. Well, what, no, like he's in New a, Jersey. Nah, no, he's playing yeah, in New yeah. Jersey. Never mind. I, I keep thinking he's from around here. Now, what I think would happen, is, and by the way, if, like, Kenny and Milt know that he's not going to go to U of L. I would be like, "Hey, can you just like can you eliminate us so we can so we can move on from it?" Because what's kind of the longer it goes on, if you don't get him, more pressure is going to go on Kenny Payne and say like, "Listen, you hired this dude's grandfather and you still didn't get him. We'll start winning games then. We were going to be a little bit more lenient in terms of giving you some. Then you better start winning games then." So if I was Kenny Payne, I'd want to get that out of the way, not when the season's going on or not mm-hmm. when March is going on or. I'd want to get it out of the way in the summer where people would have four months to kind of get over it, forget about it, boom, season comes, let's rock and roll. That's what I would want, and I would want him also to pick Kentucky tomorrow, but I'm a little biased in that regard. That's a big risk, too. Like, What's that? Coming in on a first-year head coach. Oh, sure. Yeah, at that point, I guess it'd be a second year when coming and playing for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, we don't know, is is the NCAA going to get around to a postseason ban this year, or would it be for the 2024 postseason where Wagner would be playing in March Madness and he ain't going to go somewhere he can't play in the NCAA tournament? Right. I'm sure that everybody would understand that. That's another thing. That's another thing if I was a UofL fan. I'd want the NCAA punishments to come down ASAP as quickly as you could because that shadow is still people – don't, people don't want to go to a place where they may not be able to play in the tournament, especially if they're only going to be in college for a year. Another texture says, people also forget UofL hired Marcus Teague's coach, and that clearly didn't help. Would be hilariously embarrassing for DJ to still come to UK and UofL having to awkwardly keep Milt on staff. But, and while we've talked all around this, I do think UofL would have a cop-out of, we didn't hire him for his grandson. That would have been wrong to hire him. We hired him because he is L1C4, baby. He's all UofL. When he sat down next to him yesterday in the press conference, he said, this guy is UofL basketball. So I do think you'd have that spin zone if you didn't get him to be like, hey, this guy did a lot for the program. I wanted him to be a part of this. Whether we got him or not, that's no big deal. He's, he's not going anywhere. He's still going to be helping us out. Would that actually be true? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I feel like it won't really backfire much on him if they don't get DJ. It could put a little pressure, but I agree. A little with you. pressure, yeah. but I don't think there's going to be. I think there's plenty of avenues where Payne can explain it out of like, listen, yeah. if this helped, it helped. We had no chance to get this kid to begin with, anyways. What did this hurt? Worst case, we brought somebody that cares a lot about this place back in the building, right? And that'd be and that'd be true for U of L fans but and an old friend. They are a, and an old friend, as they said many, 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 many times. <laughs> uh, now, U of L fans are completely, or portion of them are completely and utterly delusional. So we'll see how they would take that, but. Uh, probably not well. Let's go to our last commercial break. We still have a ton of text to get to. We always say we're going to get to them earlier. I try. I tried. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. We will. I've got a few other quick hitters I want to get to. We've get. got a guest as well. we got a guest as well. We're going to be talking some bats baseball. That's right. Yeah, it's very exciting as well. Yeah, I had that for a little bit later on, and uh, even more reason why I should have gone through the text. We'll figure it all out. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, we've got intern Jacob in the house with us. And joining us on the phone, Big X Sports Radio, you can listen to the Louisville Bats frequently on these airwaves. And when you do, you're hearing the voice of Nick Curran. He does the play-by-play for the Louisville Bats and UofL Women's Basketball. Nick, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great. Appreciate you taking a time, the time and talking a, lo- a little Louisville Bats. They started a homestand last night, and it started off on the right foot. They got a win. And how long will Louisville be in town, Nick? Yeah, in town through Sunday, a six-game uh, homestand and series with the Omaha Storm Chasers, the Kansas City Royals AAA affiliate, a uh, pretty prospect-heavy uh, Storm Chasers team. So, uh a nice win to, to, to kick things off last night. I, I what's for people that listen on the Big X, but uh, maybe don't get to listen to every single game. The bats are fifteen and twenty-seven on the year. How that uh, not a record that I, I think that people would be would think is uh, exceptional. What 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 has gone right? What has gone wrong this season? And what if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan that's listening to the show? What is there maybe something to get excited about for the future? Yeah, you know, I think uh, what's gone wrong. Obviously, there, there's been a, a lack of timely hitting for the bats. Uh, not a bad hitting team overall, but uh, have left a lot of guys on base over the course of the year, which has been tough. And then. Uh, pitching's been inconsistent, and that's largely due to kind of the revolving door that that has been this roster. The bats have used upwards of 55 players so far this year, which is, um, you know, even high for Triple A. Triple A is always a very volatile level. There's a lot of turnover and um, guys going up and down and that sort of thing. But um, uh, even more so this year with larger roster sizes and and Reds injuries and that sort of thing. There's been a lot of players in and out, so tough to really settle into any sort of consistent roles for this team so far uh, this year. So that, that's kind of what's gone wrong, what's gone right. Um, it is a, an entertaining team in terms of hitting. They have a lot of guys that can hit, uh, and they do have some talented pitching and some great stories on the mound, too. A couple of guys that, that have uh, worked their way through independent ball to, to be back in affiliated ball. Randy Wynn, who starts today. Uh, for the bats pitched in an in indie ball at several different levels for uh, like four straight years before finally getting a shot in affiliated ball with the Reds in 2019. And then uh, then he had to sit through a, a 2020 when there was no season and, and finally able to get into double A last year and has worked his way up to triple A, a really good story. And he's been solid so far this year for the bats. So, um, you know, some really good stories and, and that's been a cool thing. And I think for, for Reds fans, you know, there's uh, some of the excitement is the rehabbers the, the Bats have had. Jose Barrero, who, um, you know, is someone that, that could be the shortstop of the future for the Reds, who, who's been in the big leagues but uh, is hurt right now working his way back from injury. He is with the Bats on rehab. He homered last night. Uh, Jake Fraley's been out since early May with, with a right knee inflammation situation he homered the Barrero and Fraley went back to back in the seventh inning last night a couple of Reds rehabbers so 
that's exciting that those guys are on their way back to the to the big club. And you know, there's also uh, a guy like Graham Ashcraft uh, who made his big league debut over the weekend in Toronto on Sunday, pitched well, and has been really good for this bats team on the mound. A guy that that throws hard and and um, and really um, mixes in a lot of good stuff on the mound and. Um, he, he's impressive and, and everyone's, uh, pretty impressed with what he can do out there. We've gotten to see him a lot this year. We'll see how much longer he's here, but, uh, certainly a guy that figures to be a big part of the Reds pitching staff in one way or another in, in, in the future. We're talking with Nick Uren here. He is the play-by-play for the Louisville Bats. I was looking at the schedule. Can you explain to me what a wine slushy Wednesday is and how that works when it starts at 11 a.m. with the game today? Come on. Yeah, I mean, it, people can get wild with it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the, there's there's $5 wine slushies. It's a slushie with wine in it. Uh, I think it's it, it's fairly self-explanatory. It is. No, I think more more of a usually a, a, a night promotion for Wednesday nights, but, but, but hey, come on out today if if you want to do it, I think they're available starting at 10 a.m. when gates open. So That is amazing. Uh, if I work downtown, that'd just be my lunch. I'd head on over to the bats, catch some nice baseball, get a slight buzz, Nick, on a few wine slush uh, Wednesdays. I love it. Always something going on at Slugger Field. Uh, and we're going to probably talk to you more. I, I've got some inside baseball questions to ask you, but uh, again, I, I think we're you're, whether you like it or not, Nick, you may start being a regular here on Kentucky Roll Call so we can talk Louisville Bats with you. Is that okay? Yeah, we love it. Okay, well, uh, good stuff. I'll save some of the questions for, for next time. But the homestand, get out there and see it. If not, make sure you're listening to Nick. I, I've, I've got a lot of respect for you, buddy. I, I called Louisville City games for a couple of years on radio. And soccer, 90 minutes, whether you, sometimes you get some extra time, maybe in a playoff match you'll get um, – you could get an extra 30 minutes or so. But there is a deadline on those. And I know sometimes for baseball, especially when you're calling the same team for four to six games in minor league baseball, God bless you, buddy. You you just have to sometimes run out of things to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a grasping for anything toward the end of the series, especially when, when it's the same teams for game five <laughs> and game six. But, but we get through it. Uh, Jim Kelch is great. He works uh, with me on home games, so that is always a, a very refreshing thing. And and whatever whatever could possibly come. Last week in Nashville, um, the Sounds had a starting pitcher. Uh, one of the days by the name of Jason Alexander. Um, so got to have some fun with that. Um, a lot of Seinfeld references that game. Anything to get through it. It's a long season, so sometimes keeping yourself entertained is half the battle well you are a professional you've done all-star broadcast you, you you know what you're doing and we love listening to you here on big x sports radio and we'll have you on next week we'll keep up with the bats see what's going on then and really appreciate your time nick yeah appreciate it looking forward to uh, to joining you guys more and uh we'll, we'll talk to you soon absolutely nick curran make sure you're following him on twitter at nick curran 35 he does play-by-play for the bats and women's basketball i don't think there's a harder play-by-play to do justin you've done a lot of play-by-play yeah. baseball tough. baseball is tough yeah. and not you know even like little league baseball six innings high school baseball seven innings this is nine innings see you get no, rain delays you get breaks you get double headers they it can make for long days for a play-by-play see, so for me my baseball experience is limited to high school and college which 
college was a lot easier than baseball because you got more information. Being at AAA, I bet he has a stat pack that is so fat. and has, I mean, he has to go sift through it and find out what he wants to use and what he doesn't. But the, the, all the information is there. So it, 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 but he does a great job of getting it all put together for a good broadcast, for sure. They played Omaha tonight. They'll play him today for 11 o'clock Wine Slushy Wednesdays. They play him Thursday. They play him Friday. They play him Saturday. And they wrap up the home series on Sunday playing against Omaha. Great. I, I love six games. Six game by series. Sunday, he's probably just like, so this yeah. Omaha third baseman, when he was in fourth grade, <laughs> entered a talent show. Was uh, pretty amusing for the folks that were in attendance. He was always out chasing tornadoes, so he knew he was going to be a storm chaser one day. Intern Jacob thought Omaha baseball team had a different nickname. Jacob? <laughs> yeah, the um, Omaha Buttlickers. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Where is that from? I've heard it before. Same. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe you just made it up out of nowhere, but I thought yeah. it I thought it was from somewhere. But uh all right, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Kentucky roll call goes seven to nine Monday through Friday's replay of the show, nine to eleven. As we've mentioned multiple times, big exports radio, ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM replay of the show, brought to you by well, the podcast of the show, brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Cornbread Hemp is great. It makes your muscles feel better. It helps you sleep at night. Roush takes it. I take it. Scoots has taken it. We need to get mm-hmm. intern Jacob on there. Uh, as you get older, buddy, just things start to feel sore. It's not fun. He'll hit so, 30, and he'll be begging for cornbread. Oh, out. yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll, get, you'll start when you're like 25. You'll have some hangovers, and you'll be like, oh, this is weird. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> then you'll go to 27, and you'll be like, it's a little bit more normal, but this kind of sucks. <laughs> and then you'll get to like 30, and you'll be like, is it worth drinking for what's about to happen to me? Cornbread hemp helps all that, and there is no better promo code out there than the – Big X promo code. It's going to save you 30% when you go to cornbreadhemp.com and when you check out, 30%. And also right now, we're under a month away, Father's Day, JK47. Uh, They have a Father's Day bundle, $95 value for only $49.99. Pretty awesome. My dad would love Pretty that. Pretty awesome. And they give, you a lot of, they give you a lot of good stuff, yeah. Uh, check them out. They've got stuff for pets. They've got stuff for you. They've got stuff for mom, dad. Everybody in the family. Cornbreadhemp.com. Use promo code Big X. Oh, that's 30% awesome. Off. So thanks for bringing up Father's Day because I just looked up what it is. I'm going on a golf trip in mid-June with my brother and my dad. Wow, and, that and our so la- well. our last day of the golf trip is Father's Day. Did you all not realize that? Pretty awesome. Nope, didn't. Well, we'd be like, happy Father's Day, Dad. Yeah. We're playing this golf trip right that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be his gift. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The gift is you can give a nice spanking on the course, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Texter says, out of the three of you, well, intern Jacob, you're one of the three here. Out of the three of you, who would perform a better dive off the diving board? Who's making the smallest splash? If Roush was, Roush was still here, this would be no question. I would be jumping in and saying, me, without a doubt, I'm the best diver out of us three. But I don't know Jacob. Yeah, I don't know Jacob, too. He seems slim-ish. Yeah, he would create those small splashes. I think I've got to go and turn Jacob. You good yeah. diver? You swimmer? You I'm swim? a decent diver. Okay. I'm a good like, flipper. I don't like his... Okay, well, I'm all a right. good flipper. All right, all right. He I, would, I'm still he going would, with Jacob. He would have the small splash, but I would have the best dive. When Every week when I watch Survivor... Like I feel like I'm being slept on in ev- all this. Every <laughs> week when I watch Survivor and they have those water challenges and they jump off the big, tall things into the water, nobody ever dives. I would win Survivor because I would dive. Hmm. Yeah. Hot take. That is a hot take. Survivor tonight. 
Yep. You're gonna finale. Miss it. I'll spoil it for I you while you're out of the game. I might have to watch it. <laughs> might have to watch just on your phone. <laughs> yeah, while while the game's going on. Texter says, right now it's Milt versus Dewan, Kareem, Lance Ware, and Aaron Bradshaw, assuming he picks UK. I still think UK is in a better position to get DJ, but Milt being employed makes the matchup way more closer. Can't wait until his commitment. It's going to be crazy. As a UK fan now, I'm thinking Rob Dillingham won't be a bad alternative, but wow, this is what this state needed. Oh, and UofL fans are so excited to be able to have something to rivalry about a little bit. But I... um. That is going to be fascinating. We've talked it to death today, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Somebody should make a video about it. Why are UofL fans so scared to say, yeah, we bought him in. We brought him in just so we could get DJ. Just embrace it, you losers. I like this guy. <laughs> I don't I, – yeah, we got some good textures in turn, Jacob. I, I don't get it. He was brought in for other reasons. I know I've seen a lot of that. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm sure UofL fans at the – but they're just so – Cal did it. Cal did it. <laughs> They're, they, they, UK lives rent-free in their brains in the sense of, like, they always are so defensive. They've always got their pitchforks up. They're always looking for a little fight. UK fans generally just, like, want to discuss basketball, and they're like, yeah, hey, yeah, get out of here. I mean, maybe he was brought in for other reasons, but Kenny Payne can't look us in the eye right now and say, I solely brought him in just for to do his job. Like, Sure. DJ had to be part. The guy has been coaching ten years, you know. I mean, you can't just say that and just. You know, it'd be funny if, if, like, did Kenny ever bring up to Cal wanting to bring? And I know Milton play at U U of K, obviously, but like, did he ever say? You know, was that ever considered? Did Cal ever consider it? Huh. Interesting stuff. Random bullet point. Oh, this was for uh, that was for the Rutherford show. We'll move past that. Was well, it? Because they said it was for our show. Yeah, but then and then they read it. The and guy I was like, what the hell? Up and was like, no, I was talking oh, okay. about this. I was gotcha. talking about that. Good morning, says one texter. Diehard UK and KRC fan here. I moved to Nashville six years ago, and I have season tickets to Nashville SC. I've never been to Lynn Family Stadium, so I'm making the trip up tonight to yeah. watch the boys in gold play against my hometown, Loose City. Can't wait, and this is why soccer is the best sport as far as creative matchups. The U.S. Open Cup's the best. Yeah. It's my favorite thing about Louisville City. It doesn't last until from February to November, and it theoretically gives every soccer team in America – a chance to be able to win a championship. Now, of course, it's always MLS, almost always MLS teams that win, but it's a really fun event. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, safe travels on your way up here. You will really like Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you'll like the views, and I think it's going to at least be cool tonight, even if it's raining a little and bit. And he'll really like it when Louisville City scores because that light show is awesome. Well, now you just probably jinxed us into not scoring. So no, we're scoring. Happy, hope you're Three. Happy, buddy. Three, Three one. Show for him. Yeah, exactly. Trace Uno. Make sure you got a parking pass, though, guy, because you're gonna, you're not. It's gonna be packed. Waterfront Wednesday down there, the soccer match, the bats are. In, oh, they're playing at eleven though. Mm-hmm. We you want Should we head to Wine Slush Wednesday? Have I have to work? Five, well, yeah, so I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There you go. Take Jacob. A texter says, according to the CDC, there's a high alert travel advisory for the Bahamas. I'm starting to have a feeling we ain't playing there in August. Oh, maybe that's why Cal hasn't locked it in just yet. Makes sense. What if UK, by the way, if I was a transfer, if I was Bryce Hopkins or like if I'm transferring, I'm transferring to a place that's taken a, a foreign yeah. trip. Who's playing eight. in the Maui Invitational? Or that's you know, where I'm going. But, well. <laughs> but like, yeah, imagine, I bet there probably is. I bet there's a team in the Maui that has also <laughs> taken a foreign trip, yeah. like to Italy or Spain or yeah. even the worst case of the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm transferring there. Well, I've always said if I was a high school athlete, 
easiest decision I'll ever make in my life. University of Hawaii, here I come. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but Hawaii's far away, man. That's fine. That's fine. It is a trip and a half. But, uh, well, now I forget where I was going to go with this. What was the text originally? Oh, the Bahamas trip and transferring and all that sort of stuff. What if UK just says, hey, we've got our trip this year. We don't have to use it. We could save it for next year. DJ, where do you want to go? Where you been wanting to travel sure. to? <laughs> Bring the whole Wagner family. Bring Milt for all we care. He can hop on board with us. Then they'd have to wait another two years, right? But it'd be worth it. No, it's every four years. Oh, four. So they'd have to wait another four. As of right now, it's every four years. But I'm, I'm, I bet that will change at some point. But, yeah, every four years. But, yeah, they'd have to wait four years after that. But I don't know. It's wild that they haven't said anything. Uval's doing a what with Milt what Missouri did with Michael Porter Jr. and his brother. Yeah, very similar. Except they were in a co- his dad was in a coaching role, and his dad was actually like the women's coach in Missouri, and I think he like took an assistant job with the men's with Quanzo. Regardless, didn't really work out too well. Caden, his brother too, same same yeah. deal. Yeah, don't you have to be a college graduate to coach in college? I think each college has different requirements for what they require, but um, I I don't know. I, uh, each place is different. I know that was what happened with Steve Massiello, kind of. He was going to take that South Florida job back in like 15 or 14 or whenever that was. Turns out he lied about graduating from UK, and South Florida was like, "Ooh, we're not wow. we're not all for this." Where was he? Manhattan. And man, and so like he had to kind of crawl back to Manhattan after leaving to go for the South Florida job. And Manhattan was like, "Ooh, that's we didn't know that you lied about this. Like we're gonna have to figure this out." And he did. I think he had to like officially graduate or something like that. And then South Florida took Orlando and Tigua, and the rest was kind of history. He goes down there for a few years, does not go well, gets back in college, goes to Illinois. UK starts to struggle recruiting a little bit, comes back to UK. Wild how all that stuff plays out. A texter says. All 5'8", 145 pounds of his walk-on stepbrother. Yeah, Kareem Watkins, not the biggest guy. <laughs> hey, he flies, though. He does fly. Doesn't jump. Rex's dad was the head coach at Kentucky Wesleyan. They managed to not land him. Not sure how they dropped the ball on that. Well, maybe because it was Rex Chapman and Kentucky Wesleyan. <laughs> he <laughs> went to play at Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Probably why he didn't go to Wesleyan. I think they wow. were being sarcastic. <laughs> good morning, TJ. I'm on the day shift now, so I'm hoping to listen to you more often. That's always good to hear. Anyway, suck it, Nick. Yeah. Woo. There's nothing more that I'd love than Cal to hire DJ Wagner's dad, and he comes to the UK. That'd make them so salty. Even though we were the favorites to get DJs for a year, that would make it even more enjoyable. Okay. Enjoyable, excuse me. Okay, have a great day, TJ, and kick rocks, Roush. Roush literally kicked rocks. He's out. He just left at the end of hour one. If anybody sees him. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Easy to spot. <laughs> I do think Cal, just knowing him, I do think he would love to be able to get DJ without having to like hire anybody, just so he could. It would he just would love to brag about that. Yeah, we didn't have to hire anybody, and look, we still got him. That being said, I would make sure, like, hey, DJ, are you think like is is Louisville actually an option? Yeah, I know. It'd be hard not to say yes to him. They've got my grandpa pop. And then you'd say, all right, well, would you feel better if we hired your your dad? Here and if he's like, yeah, I'd love that. Then do it. Just whatever that family wants. Whatever it takes. You do what you need to do. Sounds like TJ doesn't respect stay-at-home moms or their time. Wow. I totally respect what an accusation. And I respect their time. That's why I was there on time (laughs) to do the job. Except 28 minutes late and two minutes early. I was two minutes early (laughs) and two minutes early, 28 minutes late at the same time. Let's not forget Severe is also not a Kendrick Lamar fan. Very concerning. Whoa. 
Wow. How do you how do you know that texture? <laughs> anyone Instagram. Anyone who wants Pinson is a dumbass, says one texter. Wow. wow. Care to respond and turn That kind of hurts. <laughs> I mean, he put up like 24 on us. So. It's baptism by fire on the In text rub. line. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think it's a hot take necessarily to be like, hey, I think Xavier Pinson's better than Severe Wheeler. I would certainly disagree with it. But he's where did where did he end up? Did he end up picking a place? He was he's in the transfer to portal, right? Was and he? Then he? I think it was down Are you to sure Xavier. Sure, you're just not thinking and... of that him, that being his name. No, I think I might be wrong. What if I told you Wheeler had better numbers across the board than Xavier Pinson? Wow. It was a hot take, guys. Hey, it was break. a hot take. It was <laughs> a hot break. take. Yeah. Hot takes aren't always right. Just, Shame on you, Thornton's geez. text line. Be just, nice to intern Jacob. He's, 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 sticking, he's sticking by it, though, so hats off to him. Yeah, you got to stick by it. You can't back off of it. Can't shoot. Shoots 40% from field in SEC play. And even without the height, he's still better finisher at the rim than Hagen's. That's actually true. Wheeler greater than Hagen's at the end of the day, too. Uh, that is That was the wild thing about Hagen's. If you needed somebody to miss a layup, he was your guy. And I liked Hagen's, too. I was a fan of his. But he he was horrible around the rim. Wheeler, not amazing, but his craftiness is needs to at least be applauded. He finds yeah. ways to get balls up there and not too not too shabby, all things considered. Texter says, I also thought this before I brought up Hagen's. Great minds think alike, I reckon. Oh, that's good. I didn't realize that. This is fun. Jared Polson or Wheeler, intern Jacob. You may not know who Jared Polson is. I know who Jared Polson is. Who are you taking? He's thinking about it. He's considering it. Paulson. He's going Paulson. <laughs> so Jared, Kentucky boy. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Paulson uh, stayed at our hotel last week. No way. Yeah. Did you say hi to him? I, well, so I didn't Did re- come on the show. I didn't recognize him, but my wow. one my AGM is a huge Kentucky fan. So he saw him coming off the elevator and he was like, Whoa, Jared Paulson, what are you doing here? And the it, Jared like looked at him like, How the hell do you know who I am? And <laughs> so the kid's like, You're one of my favorite Kentucky players of all time. Okay, he wow. was like, let's, let's calm down. Let's calm down, he, liar. He was, he I bet was, like, Jared was like, Don't patronize me, you jerk. Just get me in my hotel room, damn it. <laughs> yeah, he was like visiting family or his his niece had a birthday party or something. Jared will be seventy two and still have a baby face. <laughs> He'll be like, ID, sir. Yeah. He all right, always... TJ, this is for you and the text line. Okay. In a exhibition match. Who's winning? 2011-2012 team or 2014-2015 team? Good question, 2012 team. Hands down? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a good game. Like, a, a, you know, I think if they played seven games, I would take probably the 12 team and five or six most likely. I don't think it'd get to seven. But just kind of you could go across the board at the – one through five, and I think you're almost taking 12 at every position except for maybe the four. Miles? Well, it depends. I, I look at Willie Cauley-Stein at oh. the 15-4 okay. or Towns. but So you may take Call, Willie Cauley-Stein over Terrence Jones. Maybe. Maybe. Some people maybe wouldn't do that. But you're the Harrisons, you're taking Tegan Lamb. The three, you're taking Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Just doesn't really even matter. Four, I think that's debatable. Five, you're taking Anthony Davis. Both number one picks, both really, really good. You're taking Anthony Davis. So, I, I, at 12, um, I think the 10 versus 12 team would be a better matchup than 12-15. Hot, really? hot take-ish enough, yeah. That 10 team against 12 would be same. really fun. because Co- in the same Co- Cousins would knock Davis around. I was going to throw the 10 team against the... 
Monk team. That'd be really fun, too. Those are the four best. I think anybody yeah. could really agree to that, that those are the, the 10, 12, 15, 17. And then if you got to go with, like, a, the fifth-place team, I'm probably going. Murray and Ulis? I may go. I may go 19, to be honest with you. That team probably should have won a national championship. Reed Travis, oh, P.J. Washington, front court. Hero. That was pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah Hero. Hell, um, that 2020 quickly team with quickly Maxi. That team was good. You know, they were poised for a big run, in my opinion. Some haters and losers disagree with that. Yeah. Good question. A texter says, any, clans, any chance DJ reclassifies to 2022? Seems like there always could be, but everybody that is in the know says no. I don't see it happening. Everybody in the know says no. So I guess there's always chances for a surprise, but – uh, they seem pretty set on keeping him in, in 2023. 20, More recruiting news. Ron Holland is taking a visit. Yeah, soon. good point. He announced that he'll be taking a visit. June 13th. Uh, doesn't have an offer from UK. He'll leave that visit with an with offer. Point. I can guarantee you that. Uh, that would be a great addition. Again, there's so many pieces in 2023. I'll be fascinated to see what UK ends up with. But it should be a monster class if they want it to be. The interesting part is, though, and we've talked a lot about this intern Jacob over the last months and even years, is the delicate balance of transfer portal with recruits. Now is it smart to have five or six freshmen on a team and expect them to go in there and, and be world beaters? Maybe, maybe not. Probably depends on the group. Or do you want to sprinkle in some recruits with some portal players, with some returning guys? The game has changed in the last se- last couple of years, and there's no right way, but it is interesting. You don't want to fill up on freshmen because, one, you could push out some people and it could hurt you in the portal, but maybe it's freshmen you really, really like or you think are top 10 lottery picks, then Callis been successful with those guys before all right let's wrap this bad boy up Mm -hmm. john here good morning everyone i believe wallace is the next fox or wall type of player my starting lineup is wallace livingston who who actually Uh can shoot when his feet are set oh okay thanks john (laughs) toppin oscar and cj so you'd go wallace cj livingston top toppin and oscar okay i hear what you're saying interesting Still leaving some great players on the bench that can play pretty good minutes and help the team become the elite status we've seen before. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. So you'd have Wheeler and Reeves coming off the bench and Collins coming off the bench. Those would probably be your three first guys subbing in. I don't hate it. Wheeler starts. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it, but it won't happen at the beginning of the year. It'll be Wheeler, Wallace, three, I'm not sure, Toppin, Oscar, and it'll either be CJ or probably Livingston at the three, or Reeves. Uh, Yeah, I'd say it's either CJ or Reeves. But those four other spots I think are locked in, John. But good text. Who's the 16-year-old that sounds like he just woke up? (laughs) 21. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, tell him to suck it, Jeff. Back on. Jacob, yeah. For the love of God, people, Mitch is the one who needs to retire, not Cal. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Where did Rick go? We have no idea. Yeah, we don't know where Rick went. Rick Roush. <laughs> I feel like Kenny was going to hire Milt regardless of what DJ decides. And I feel like – I. I Texter, I agree with you, but I think this is their desperation to get DJ Deep. to L. Yeah, this is their – can't hurt. We wanted him anyways. He loves L. But eh, – Grandson, bringing him with you? What do you think about that? A texture said, I'd rather hear text from the idiot Plumley bros than listen to anything about the bats, says one texture. Hey, that's wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, just shots fired at the that, that was a pot shot at the Plumley bros. The bats took a shot right in the face on that one. Uh, a lot of animosity to end the Thornton's text line today. We'll end the show on that one. Everybody be nice to each other. We'll be back tomorrow. Will will Rick Roush be here? No idea. We're not sure if he will or won't be. You'll have to find out. at seven, Did he quit the show? You'll have to find out at 7 a.m. on Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow. Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker. 
We've got Justin Kalen and intern Jacob here on your Wednesday edition. Everybody have a great day. Peace Roll out. Go Louisville City. Call. They went two to nothing. It's the Three one. Two one. You know I'm mobbing with the D O double G. Straight off the CBT. King of the beach, you ride to him in your fleet. Whoop the field rolling on dubs. How you feel? Whoop de whoop. What?